Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. Stand up for your country. Lively broadcast today. Remember, this is not a podcast. All right. This is a broadcast worldwide. Millions of people have access to it because of YouTube and all the other things. I don't understand any of that, but I got brilliant tech people who think this is a human wave over the world. So we got Dr. Phil. Uh, he's in the bullpen warming up, and uh, he was on a view yesterday. <laughs> he survived it. You know, I think he had to go into uh, the uh, ICM for a little while, but he's he's good. Um, and then we have President Biden on Seth Meyers. This is a really interesting story. So wait for this. But the Talking Points memo is an update on the. Uh, terrible Lakin Riley murder in Georgia. So as we reported last week and yesterday, the 22-year-old nursing student at the University of Georgia was murdered. Uh, Her body found on the track at uh, UGA. Uh, Police say uh, she died from blunt force trauma. An illegal alien uh, named Jose Antonio Ibarra, 26-year-old from Venezuela, has been arrested. No plea yet from him. So he has not plead one way or the other. I assume he will plead not guilty, but I don't know that. Now, he is being held without bail in the Athens-Clark County Jail. Now, Athens-Clark County is a sanctuary county. So this guy, Ibarra, he had problems in New York, and New York's a sanctuary city. Um, and he was running around here, and he shouldn't have been. It's as simple as that. Um, And News Nation had an interesting take last night. It's not a breakdown of the system that led to the uh, death of Miss Riley. It is the system. 
the system of sanctuary is tolerated, encouraged by the Biden administration, who have opened the borders to more than 10 million foreign nationals, largely unsupervised in this country. And 10% of them are vicious criminals. So it's not that we had a breakdown of any system. It's the Biden administration and the Democratic Party which wants this chaos. They don't want to enforce immigration law. And that's absolutely true. There's no doubt about it. Now, um, President Biden did not call a family, as far as we know, and we're checking. That's horrible, is it not? Shouldn't that man, the president of the United States, have called that family? I would think, no. Issued a statement, the White House did issue some kind of mealy mouth statement that said, oh, everybody should be held accountable uh, if they do bad things. You know, I'm not even gonna read it. It's such a stupid statement. And Biden didn't write it. I don't think he even knows it's out there. Somebody in the communications office put it out there. It's like means nothing. Now, here's a statement that does mean something from Lakin's family. Lakin was an amazing daughter, sister, friend, overall person in general. Her love for the Lord was exemplified in every aspect of her life. She will be missed every day, but we promise to honor her life moving forward in a very big way. Now, that's, that's a statement. Okay? Um, the White House, well, we have to hold people accountable. Yeah, like you hold anybody accountable, right? So anyway, uh, this is a revolting story. Um, and I went on News Nation last night with Leland Vittert, and I kind of vented about it. Roll the tape. Barack Obama deported more foreign nationals than any other president in his eight years in office. All right? He understood, President Obama did, that this issue was dangerous to the American public. This is Barack Obama. His vice president, Joe Biden, had to know that. Yet Biden is a captive of the progressive movement, which doesn't want to stop migrants from coming to the U.S. And so Biden is 100% accountable for the death of this young girl in Georgia. That disqualifies Biden from anyone voting for him. He should get no votes in November. Because he is derelict in his duty. Wait, wait, I'm not through. He's derelict in his duty. This is an incompetent man who doesn't care about life and death. If he did, he would have stopped this three years ago because record amounts of fentanyl are killing hundreds of thousands of Americans. He doesn't care. And anyone voting for him is in that boat, the same Vote. And this is not a political statement. This is an incompetent man who should not be serving as president of the United States. And that's the truth. Well, there you go. I'm sorry I had to cut off Leland, but I had to say it because it's true. And nobody can deny it. Nobody would dare deny it. What I just said there. But. The hatred of Donald Trump gives a rationalization to the millions of people who still support Joe Biden. Let me just tell you something. Your personal hatred of Donald Trump does not override the welfare of the United States of America. And if you believe it does, you are a selfish person. And that's my judgment about you. 
I understand you might hate Donald Trump. I'm not telling you to vote for Donald Trump. Don't vote at all. Vote the down ticket. But you vote for Biden in November, then you're part of the chain that led to the death of Lake and Riley. Now, the people who voted for Biden in 2020 are not responsible because nobody knew Biden was going to be this corrupt and this apathetic and this incompetent. Nobody knew that. He didn't campaign on, I'm going to open the border and let 10 million foreign nationals in here unsupervised. He never said that. But on day one, he did it. And then in the midterms, all right, in 22, we didn't have a repudiation of the Democratic Party. We didn't have that. I thought we were going to, and I predicted that would happen, and it did not. So here we are, nine months away from the presidential election, and we still have people going, yeah, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. Okay. Everybody who votes should get a picture, a morgue picture of Lakin Riley. Instead of putting a Biden sticker on your car, put her picture on a car. Because Biden did it. You can't walk away from it. You can't. He did it. He's allowing it. That's the memo. All right. So Biden is uh, meeting with congressional leaders today, keeping the uh, government open. It's every four months. This is a merry-go-round. Democrats won't cut spending and the Republicans have to go along or the or the government shuts down and everybody blames the Republican Party for the shutdown. And, you know, it's just an ongoing 34 trillion in debt. Again, you, you vote Democrat. This, you're voting for a bankruptcy that's going to happen. That's what you're voting for. No, but I hate Trump. Oh, okay. You know, I really don't want to hear it anymore. I really don't. No matter how bad you think Trump is, he was in office for four years. This did not happen. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. Biden, Seth Myers. Now, this is a fascinating story, and I don't know whether the media is just stupid or they won't report it. So I'm going to set you straight. Number one, Seth Myers is a smart guy. He's the smartest of all of the late night hosts, just on an intelligence uh, level. I've been on the show a couple of times. I get along with him all right. But he is a leftist, committed leftist, all right, active leftist. That's fine. I have no problem with that. You know, if NBC wants to put him on and he gets decent ratings, he's a leftist, that's all right. Uh, Greg Gutfeld's a rightist. He's a conservative. I don't have any problem that he's on late night now. Okay. So Myers gets an interview with Joe Biden. And Myers is on what? 2.30 in the morning? I mean, why would... You're not going to do a Super Bowl interview, Joe Biden, where 20 million people would see you. You're going to do Seth Myers, where 300,000. But we know that it all goes out on the internet. We all know that. 
But this is strange, right? Why would you not do a Super Bowl interview with CBS, who loves you, across the board, okay? But you're going into Biden uh, to uh, Seth Meyers. Okay, here is the reason. A deal was made. And the deal was that Seth Meyers would not ask the President of the United States about the scorching border situation, which we just went over with Lake and Riley. No. Didn't ask him. Can you imagine any interviewer? Even a kid show. The kid would go, what about the water? No. Not a word. 17% inflation for essentials of life? Nope. No. Now, to protect himself, Myers had to ask about the age thing. Because he had to ask one tough question, right? But Biden was ready for that. Um, and he said, well, it doesn't matter how old you are, how, how old your policies are. That was a rehearsed answer. He knew the question was coming. In fact, he knew every question that was coming. I'm going to run a little bit, a 12-second clip, because that's all it's worth. Go. I think... I mean, but this is not your father's Republican Party. This is, they got about 30% of the Republican Party controlling it all. And, uh, and I think it's, we're going to break it. All right, that's fine. And, you know, <clears throat> and he attacked Trump, fine. No problem. That's what these guys do, and I don't have any problem with that. My problem is that NBC <clears throat> made a deal with the White House to put Biden on. He shows up. and didn't tell anybody. Just tell us. Well, we're going to, this is an entertainment program. And Myers hinted at it. Myers said during the interview, this isn't a gotcha program. He, Myers knew that guys like me were watching him. And they, he knew that by not asking about the border or inflation or very, very serious situations, that he was going to come under some scrutiny. But he hasn't. He hasn't. Every dispatch I've, re- I've read about it doesn't match, mention any of this. So the whole thing was choreographed, and the American people don't know that. Now you do. Polls, Harvard-Harris, 2022 registered voters, Democrat 37, Republican 36, Independent 23, fair poll. Okay, first question. If the election were held today, would you vote for Trump or Biden? 48 Trump, 41 Biden, don't know nine. If you don't know by this time, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't really believe that poll. I think it's much closer. I don't think Trump's up by seven. I could be wrong, obviously. Maybe there's a shift. But this was before the Lake and Riley thing. And by the way, something I forgot. Georgia now, Trump state. No way Georgia is even going to be competitive for Biden after this. So just put that in the Trump column. And Georgia went for Biden last time. You'll remember that was the big thing, why there's a criminal case down there. All right, second question. We're going to show you some names and tell me whether you like them or not. Um, Donald Trump, favorable 50%, unfavorable 47%. That's a high number for Trump, highest number I've seen. Biden, favorable 43, unfavorable 54. Robert Kennedy Jr., favorable 48, unfavorable 31. That's RFK Jr.'s name that's driving that. Nikki Haley, favorable 42, unfavorable 38. Kamala Harris, favorable 42, unfavorable 51. And 
for vice president, that that is a terrible number. And that's why Harris is never going to be able to be competitive in the presidential sweepstakes. Okay, border wall, Monmouth University, very shaky poll. So I got to be upfront about this. I got to tell you who's doing what. Very shaky. 902 adults, not registered voters, not likely voters, adults. Okay, all right. Do you favor or oppose building a wall of the U.S. border with Mexico? Favor 53, oppose 46. Okay, how serious a problem is illegal immigration? Total serious, 84, not serious, 15. Now, it is worth noting that in April 2019, Trump, Trump administration, um, only 42% of Americans say they back building a wall. All right, so that is up 11% because of all the madness. I thought it'd be up more. Michigan primaries today, nothing really there. Trump will win handily uh, and Biden will win handily. There's... You know, this uh, squad congressperson, um, Rashida Tlaib, her sister, they don't like Trump because Trump nominally supports Israel. So these are people who hate Israel, Uh, you know, and so they're trying to tell Democrats in the Michigan primary, vote non-committed, don't vote for Biden. I don't think it's going to have any effect, but we'll see tomorrow. Kansas City shooting update. Terrible story. I wrote the message of the day. And and again, you don't have to be a member of BillOReilly.com to read the message or the columns. Just go there. So two weeks from tomorrow was the mass shooting for the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. We still don't know what happened. After two weeks, we don't know why that happened. That's insane. Cops know four people are in custody Two adults, both African-American, two minors who don't know anything about the minors, but I, I can bet you a million dollars they're African-American, okay? Because if they were white, that would be splashed all over the media. And there's no doubt about that. If they were white, if there was a white shooter, okay, killing an African-American at the Kansas City Super Bowl parade, boom. CNN would do a telethon on it. Anyway, this is a public safety issue, as I say in my message of the day. People in Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, wherever, they don't know why this happened. Was it gang-related? How did the miners get guns? How did they get guns? Zero blackout. Nothing coming out. It's because of the mayor of Kansas City. He shut it all down. Mayor's African-American. This is a skin color play. It's been going on. It goes on all over the country, not just skin color either. It goes on with lifestyle. You remember uh, back uh, in, um, let's see, this the shooting in Tennessee, transgender, okay? Audrey Hale, 28 years old, okay, goes in March 27th, 2023, almost a year ago, shoots up a uh, Christian school. Okay, kills six people. We still don't know why this transgender person did it. They won't release what she wrote down. She wrote down why she did it. They won't release it. Now, there's Freedom of Information Act stuff all over the place, but they're protecting her. She's dead. 
but they're protecting trans people. I guess this is what it is. But that public safety overrides this. Okay. I don't really even care, okay, about this trans thing. I do care about the Kansas City thing. I want to know why that happened. Smart money. So we're always looking to save you money. You know that. Smart life uh, segment we do every day. And we've had great success in saving you a lot of money in insurance and, and medical and all that. So there are money-saving apps. Now, believe me, I couldn't find an app if my life depended on it. But my crack tech crew um, says there's a lot of money-saving apps. So I said, okay, let's analyze them and see if they're effective in uh, saving our audience some money. So the first one we analyzed was Acorns. All right, it's a company that links up your banking and credit card accounts and monitors your transactions. Don't do this. That, you, don't do, you don't want anyone knowing about your financial transactions other than the credit card company itself and your financial advisors. Do not put that out on the internet. So that's out. Then we got uh, Operton, okay? This is kind of like that they analyze checking transactions along with your spending habits and your balance, and the algorithm determines where you can save money. But you've got to give them all your checking information. Don't do that. One hack and you're toast. All right, capital with a Q, Q-A-P-I-T-A-L. It's a personal finance app that you get. Uh, you have to give them the, your savings account information. Again, you're insane. If you give any internet, anybody, any stranger, your financial information, don't do it. Smart life. Rocket Money acts as a financial control center where you link all your bank and credit card investment accounts. My God, who's doing this? The only one we found that might benefit you on this app thing is YNAB. You need a budget. This app helps break up large expenses like insurance premiums and gives you tips on how to bring that down or pay them in a different way. So if you're going to do any of this, you check that out, but do not, again, give them any personal information. All right. Now, I don't watch The View on ABC, even though I've appeared on it a dozen times. I don't really have time to do that. But we monitor that ABC News program. Remember, it comes under the ABC News banner. It's not an entertainment program. So we know the ladies. We know what their point of view is. And okay, again, I don't have any beef with that. <clears throat> if you want to watch The View, go ahead. It's all left-wing stuff all the time. So yesterday, Dr. Phil shows up on The View because he's got a new book. All right? And the book is called We've Got Issues, and it came out today, all right? So it, it were, it, it's his first day um, publication. And he goes on the show, and he knows, because Phil is a traditional guy, all right? The country's noble, hard work and responsibility is what molds 
a worthwhile life. You know, Phil's message is fairly traditional. So he walks into the lion's den. Roll the tape. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group, and they suffered and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Oh, those ladies didn't like that. Oh, no, no. And joining us now from New York City is the aforementioned Dr. Phil McGraw. You know him. 21 years on TV. You know, he and I started pretty much the same time. I'm on Fox and he was on CBS um, in the national realm. He's written 10 New York Times bestsellers. He's got uh, nine more to go before he catches me. Had to put that in, uh, Phil. I had a, you know, a gratuitous comment. I had to do it. Ego out of control right here. You're looking at it. Anyway, the book is how you can. Uh, we've got issues. How you can stand strong for America's soul and sanity. So I'm looking at the book and you have a problem here. And I don't even know whether you know the problem in your book, but I want your comment on it. What you write is perfect for people who would reasonably consider it. Responsibility, hard work, love of country, love of family, respect of family, traditional down the line. But we live in a world now where a lot of people have made their own fantasy lives from social media, from the Internet. They don't live in the real world anymore. And therefore, those motivations that you write about are lost on millions and millions of people who live on this. This is what they live on. Did you consider that when you were writing the book? I did. And my hope is because I also exist on those devices that people check 352 times a day and YouTube and all of these devices that, you know, maybe I, I can get somebody's attention uh, that isn't a, a natural Dr. Phil follower or or fan, and I, I've, I've got to get people's attention some kind of way because look, I, I don't even, I don't even pretend or, or try uh, to think that those people are going to flock uh, to listen to me, but I don't make any mistake about it. I love this country. I, I love it enough to admit that it's got flaws and fallacies, but I, I love this country. I mean, I stand up when the flag goes by. I put my hand over my heart when they play the national anthem. Um, I love this country, but does it have problems? Of course it does, and I, I can admit that. But we've got to take the narrative back in America. We've got this, I call them tyranny of the friends, these activists that are pushing this these crazy, I, I think, wild uh, agendas. And I, I think if you have somebody that can't show you fact, can't show you science, uh, wants to rewrite history, uh, something's way out of whack. And, you know, you're the history expert around here. And you, we've got people that are wanting to pretend things didn't happen that happened. They're wanting sure. to rewrite things and, and tell our children how are, how are our children supposed to learn from mistakes we've made historically if they want to come in and woke wash history and take all of this out so the kids don't learn what happened at a different time? That, that not, to me, not only that the kids don't insane. learn, 
But the, the skew is that we're an evil country. But look, you were you were in the environment yesterday that enables these fringe players to gain power. So the national media in America now is 80 to 90 percent pushing the progressive agenda. That's what really has driven this so quickly and and gotten into the woke equity, America's bad, we need to throw out everything zone because the media does not challenge that. How do you deal with that? Well, one of the ways you deal with it is what I did yesterday and I'll keep doing is I'll go into the lion's den and talk to them right there. You've done it when you've gone in and, and you, you call things as they are. I'm, I'll go in there and, you know, somebody in one of their real often used tricks is I'll say something and they'll say, so you're saying, no, you don't need to paraphrase me. We were both here. Uh, <laughs> did I say, did I say nobody, no children died from this? Uh, yeah, I did. Cause I'm stupid. Right. Of course I didn't say that. What I'm saying is this was a low risk group. We were able to keep open all essential services, including, uh, you know, grocery stores, first responders, hospitals, porn shops, uh, they, they kept crazy things open, but we're going to shut down the schools. And, you know, I, I hear them say, okay, look, we, we, we closed the schools here. And in 08, 09, when these smartphones came out, uh, it, it, something really started happening. We saw the biggest spike in anxiety, depression, loneliness, suicidal ideation, suicidality among young people that we have ever seen. And it continued getting worse from the time the smartphones came out, 08, 09, 10, 11, 12. It continued to get worse, the worst since they started keeping records. And they know this. And then so we, we see COVID hit in 2020 and they say, we're gonna close the schools for a couple of weeks. I say, okay, that's fine. I get it, you need to get your bearings. But then when they said, all right, we're gonna keep the schools closed for the rest of the year, and then they're gonna keep them closed in the fall. I came out at the time and said, this is a really bad idea. We've got a mental health crisis among these young people, and you're going to close the schools, which is and their they've been life more life. isolated, right. Now, why do you yeah. think you get pushback from the committed left? Why do the ladies of The View look askance at your position because i think they believe and have bought into the fact that this is uh, uh, was at the time uh some kind of of right mentality to shut everything down they 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 look at this virus as though i guess it it treats everybody the same i don't think they should have shut the schools down and i said so at the time i said the the treatment of these kids and the effects of the quarantine are going to create more problems for these kids than the virus ever will. And when I said that, everybody acted like I was some kind of crazy man, heretic, to say that. Now, when that actually came true, when it actually came true, uh, then everybody, no, I didn't get any calls saying, hey, we're sorry, we were wrong about that. You were right, you'll, we were you'll wrong. You'll never That's do, but you're prospering and Fauci I think is in uh, Molokai, Hawaii, uh, in a former <laughs> leper colony. He's out. So you won. Last question. 
somebody buys the book and, you know, people don't read as much as they used to anymore. You got to really have a hook uh, to get them to buy your book. What is your hook? What will people learn when they read uh, You've Got Issues or We've Got Issues, I should say? That is a great question. And here's the thing. I, I think people know what I'm saying is right. A lot of people know what I'm saying is right. They know that what is being pushed on them by these extreme activists is wrong, but they don't know the facts to use to push back. What they need are the talking points, the facts to push back, and I'm giving them the facts. I'm giving them the empirical data. Let me give you an example, and I, I'm not gonna roll on forever here. I'm gonna, let me give you an example. They're using these trigger warnings in the universities where our coddled young people are being treated like they were some kind of uh, delicate flowers that can't be taught how to live in the real world. We've got the vast majority of universities using trigger warnings to alert these kids that, oh, something might come up that upsets you. Well, you know what? Trigger warnings don't work. Trigger warnings actually create the very thing that they're alerting kids could right, happen, anxiety, which is yeah. create anxiety, right. uh, panic attacks, whatever. They actually create what they're warning against. Now, the research, which is very, I mean, it's a big body of literature here that says they don't work. In fact, they say they're counterproductive because what you want to do with people that are sensitive to that, it's teach them coping skills. Use systematic desensitization, dialectical behavior therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, whatever, so they learn to cope with this stuff so they're not paralyzed by it. They're doing exactly what you're not supposed to do. Now, here's the thing, Bill. These universities, are they have access to the same literature that I have access to, which is that this is the wrong thing to do. They but they yeah. continue to do it because <laughs> they're virtue signaling. Yeah, because, they're right. virtue signaling. They're woke and they're virtue signaling. All right, the book is We've Got Issues. Doc, we appreciate you. Welcome anytime on the program and uh, keep fighting a good fight. All right. Hey, thanks for what you do. Keep doing it, my friend. See you later. Thank you. All right. This day in history, February 27, 2014, Barack Obama, president of the United States, kicks off his Brothers Keeper initiative. Roll it. But what we're talking about here today with my Brothers Keeper is a more focused effort on boys and young men of color who are having a particularly tough time. And in this effort, government cannot play the only or even the primary role. We can help give every child access to quality preschool and help them start learning from an early age, but we can't replace the power of a parent who's reading to that child. Okay, you may know this, I've mentioned it before, but I was involved with the Brothers Keeper Initiative at the highest level, Barack Obama. And I was there on uh, February 27, 2014, in the crowd. And the crowd was, uh, you had Michelle Obama, Colin Powell there, uh, Magic Johnson, Michael Bloomberg, mayor of New York City, Eric Holder, he wouldn't talk to me. And uh, unfortunately, Al Sharpton, when I saw Sharpton, I was disappointed. We didn't need race hustlers there. Now, My Brother's Keeper is a mentoring program. And the only way, the only way to save a generation of children who do not have responsible parents, whose fathers leave, 
who are abused, neglected, whatever, is to get them mentors. Now, I support a charity in Washington, D.C. Um, called Best Friends, and I have for decades. And this is what Best Friends does, an offshoot of Brothers Keeper. The good news is that Brothers Keeper is still alive. All right, 250 communities have it. Could have been bigger. And someday I'll tell you that whole story. Um, President Obama and I discussed a real huge uh, worldwide deal for Brothers Keeper. It never came to fruition. Um, and, in, you know, the world of politics is very murky. But anyway, it is a worthy, worthy program. And uh, it was announced today in 2014. All right, we got good mail. We got a final thought you'll like. Right back. Go to the mail. Frank Woods, Buffalo, New York. Nikki Haley grabbed 40 percent of South Carolina vote. Not a small number. Is there any chance she and Kemp could bury the hatchet? I don't know about any hatchets. Um, I think that um, a week. Let's see. Today's Tuesday. Super Tuesday is in a week. The Wednesday after Super Tuesday, I think Nikki Haley will say goodbye. Could be wrong. I'm just guessing. When she does, she'll endorse Trump. She has to because she wants to run for president herself in 2028. She has to be a good Republican. So is that very much? I don't know. Robert Halkin, Houston, Texas. Bill, I suppose, as you said, many Trump supporters want to punish the progressives. But I'm not sure Donald Trump would punish an amorphic blob. I believe Trump and many more of his supporters want to reverse the progressive policy. Yeah, but they, they want to do it with, with a hammer. <laughs> so... Trust me on this. Uh, Tim Harrell, Surgeonville, Tennessee. Bill, love your straightforward analysis. You said Republicans want to punish the progressive movement, but I think the root issue is accountability. There's no accountability in society, let alone government anymore. It's not accountability. As we just talked with Dr. Phil, it's these loons who are imposing this destructive agenda on the country. Now, they're private citizens, most of them. You can't hold them accountable. It's freedom of speech. So, you know, look, you know what the culture war is. Is Donald Trump going to win the culture war? No. Will he damage the progressives? Yes, if he's elected. James, you're absolutely correct when you say conservatives want to totally defeat the decadent progressive left. Uh, Cindy Kelly, The Village is Florida. Democrats say Trump will be a dictator if elected. Is Biden not acting like one? He disregards USA laws regarding our border and student loan forgiveness. He has the power to forgive student loans taken from the federal government. Just everybody should know that. Supreme Court said he couldn't do it in private loans. Everybody should know that. Uh, John, concierge member. Thank you, John. It's an insurance policy for your life. Concierge membership. Check it out on BillOReilly.com. It will enhance your life. Bill, when Biden was elected, you said you would give him a chance. And you did. Some viewers criticized you for giving him a chance. Slowly, he began to simmer with disgust for Biden, as did I. It's not disgust, it's anger. Not disgusted. I'm angry. This is getting people killed. As I said at the top of the program. Keith, concierge member. Thank you, Keith. Bill, being fair in most cases means being honest. Thanks for being honest. You're welcome. And I agree with that. That's a very uh, good statement you made. Being fair means being honest. Uh, Stephen Sarley, Green Acres, Florida. Thanks for the policy genius recommendation. 
I saved $3,000. PolicyGenius.com. If you're insurance, you can save big money. And that's what we're here to do. You're welcome, Stephen. I'm glad you used it. Joyce Kennedy, Casper, Wyoming, just finished the United States of Trump. And since the book ended in 2019, I wonder what your opinion is conserving, uh, concerning Mr. Trump since then. He's the same with one exception. He's angrier because of the legal cases. So he's an angrier guy than he was in 2019 when he was president. But personality-wise, the way he goes about things, pretty much the same. I'd like you to go to the BillOReilly.com store and get nifty gifts for anybody that you want to get them for. Um, we have Confronting the President, which is going to be a huge bestseller. It comes out September 10th. Pre-order, you get it first. We do not charge you until we ship it. And then Cra Killing Crazy Horse, one of my favorite books, tough book, uh, action-packed, $12.95 because I bought a whole slew of them. So that's a hardback you're getting there. And uh, word of the day, do not, um, no caper lash. Caper, like a little food, C-A-P-E-R-L-A-S-H. Great word, caper lash. So many good words in English that nobody ever uses. Um, back with a final thought on Hunter Biden in a moment. Okay, final thought of the day. Hunter Biden testifies tomorrow. Uh, I think it begins at 10 a.m. in front of the House committees. Leaks will start shortly after lunch. See, they break for lunch and then the leaks start. I don't expect much. Hunter Biden's very well rehearsed. Not going to take the fifth. Okay, he's going to go in. He's going to say the following. My father had nothing to do with any of my enterprises, he didn't know. Uh, the big guy is, I don't know who the big guy is going to be. That should be the first question. Who's the big guy? That Godzilla? Who, who is it? I don't know. But I don't expect Hunter Biden to give you anything. Zero. Okay? He's been rehearsed, 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 rehearsed. He will stay in that window, no matter what the questions are. Okay? What will be interesting to see, the Democrats who defend Hunter Biden. That's the story for me. The Republicans will try to tear his throat out. You know that. Okay? And they'll grandstand. They'll be all over Fox News tomorrow night. Yeah, you'll see it. We know that. But the Democrats who try to prop him up and defend Hunter Biden, I'm interested to hear that. So, that testimony, we are on it, as we are on everything. And um, be skeptical, though. When you hear about the leaks and all of that, be skeptical. The House will release a full transcript of the Hunter Biden Q&A, and they say they're going to release it quickly. And that will be another thing that uh, we all should read. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News tonight. I told you it was going to be lively, right? I'll never mislead you. We'll see you tomorrow.